Welcome to Parenting Isn't Easy. This is Daryl. And I'm Margaret. And this is a place we like to come together and talk about different parenting topics and issues and just check out and see what's what's going on in the parenting world. What I, is going on in the parenting world, Daryl? <laughs> I, I need to write something down. I'd say that you every time. You would think that. You would think so. But anyways, today um, today we're actually going to have some friends of ours. They'll be joining us, um, so friends of the show. And <laughs> you, you laugh when I say that, don't you? I just think it's funny. Yeah, they are friends of the show. Uh, Troy and Barbara Lingenfelter, they're, they're here today. Hey, guys. Hey, how are Hi. y'all? We're doing well. Um, so tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a bit, little bit about yourselves and let our listeners know exactly who you are. And Because it's not like you're from Texas. You, well, you are from Texas, but it's been a while. So I don't think anybody remembers you from Texas pretty much. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I remember you from Texas. Thank goodness somebody does. So um, I'm Troy and uh, I grew up in Houston, actually, and um, met Barbara at Southwestern and We've been married this summer, 25 years. So we have, yeah, we went, actually, we got to go celebrate our anniversary, which is kind of hard for us to do at times and um, being special needs parents. And um, we were actually able to get down to Cancun and um, actually Riviera Maya. And we spent a week in a swim up suite, man. It was really, it was really nice. That was the first time we've been able to get away for a long time. Oh, Um, nice. So, but yeah. We had some friends, they were supposed to be there this week but they're not there <laughs> passport issues yep oh yeah and shout out tara um <laughs> <laughs> but anyways they uh so tell us about your family tell us um well tell, actually first tell us about what your ministry the things that you're doing you do it there at the church up there in baltimore area well i've been um been a youth pastor and been also a children's pastor for a long time but i'm the associate pastor in a town outside of baltimore we've been here for outside of baltimore for eight years now and um, Barbara is uh, LCPC, which is a licensed clinical professional counselor. And uh, so she's been working with people for almost 20, over two decades now. So, um, so we have a lot of experience, but then, you know, we also have, um, have an 18 year old daughter, uh, Allison, and she's actually going to Southwestern online right now. And then we have our youngest daughter, which is Emily, and she's uh, 12 and she's, um, uh, the whole house centers around her. She has Down syndrome. And, so, um, yeah, and that's and that's one of the things I wanted to talk with you guys about really tonight. And one of the reasons we want to have you all on is we have a lot of families that, that we work with and that you, know, you guys live it, live it, um, that are have special needs stuff. And we, I just wanted to kind of spend a few minutes talking through like different tips, different ideas that y'all have. And I know and even having Margaret in on this conversation, um, what are some different ideas and things that you guys know and that have allowed you to be successful as a um, special needs parents? Well, you know, it's funny you say successful because as a special needs parent, you spend most of your day thinking you go to, when you go to bed, you failed. Um, there's, there's so much to it. And, um, and you're, always, you're always trying to get to your, you know, you're always trying to help, you're trying to develop, you're trying to get to a new level. And some days it gets overwhelming. So you don't always feel successful at it. Uh, so thanks for having us, by the way. I really didn't speak earlier, but. Um, <laughs> Come on, Barb, speak up. I um, we're so excited to be a part of this tonight. And, you know, with when Emily was born, we knew she was going to have Down syndrome and, you know, that our lives would forever change. But we had no idea what that was going to look like. And, you know, we've just taken it day by day. Emily is 12 now and uh, she's in the fifth grade. 
and she's doing great. Um, you know, we deal with behavioral issues sometimes and, you know, but just like that girl is too sweet. She does not have you has any behavioral problems ever. Yeah. She yeah. <laughs> not for y'all, she, just for us. She has meltdowns. You've witnessed it at dinner before. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, we we've learned so much from her as we, you know, God gives us the strength and wisdom to, you know, help us raise Emily and Allison too. And um, you know, we're not doing it by ourselves, but yeah, um, it, it is very challenging at times. We try to lead, we try our best to lead a normal life. Um, but there's, you know, it's got its challenges. And so, and that's, that's the one thing for special needs families is I don't know that people really, uh, that have typically developing children realize how difficult it is for special needs families. Um, because one is, is everything costs more. You got, you could have medical bills uh, or therapy. Um, you know, even like we looked into, we're looking into swimming lessons, uh, swimming lessons cost a couple hundred dollars, but to get Emily private sessions, which she would have to have, you know, it's four to 500 bucks. So there's oh, okay. unexpected costs that go into all that. Um, so life looks a little differently, but we tried our best to lead a different, uh, a normal life as everybody else does. Um, just to, um, just to give a background to it. When we found out Emily was born, uh, when she was gonna be born with Down syndrome, they told us that there were six reasons why they felt she had Down syndrome and they wanted to do an amniocentesis on her to, to verify that she had Downs. One of those was that she had three heart defects and those three heart defects um, ended up having to be repaired at eight days old. In that process of repairing, so she had, she was an eight, eight day old baby and she had open heart surgery at Johns Hopkins. And um, in that process, she, um, she had a, a platelet issue and ultimately, that platelet issue led to um, AML, acute myeloid leukemia, and when she was um, five, right? Yes, she so, was diagnosed at age five. Yeah, and so she lived in the hospital with Barbara for six months while she went through four rounds of chemo. Yeah, and so we've we've learned a tremendous amount. And one of the things that we had to learn and embrace completely was is their story is not my story. Um, yeah. you hear horror stories, you hear problems but we've really learned that everybody has their own God story. And through that God story, God's going to do something unique in your family. And you can't latch onto um, everybody else's story. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of times when we latch onto that story, somebody else's story, we do it out of fear. We're like, Oh, that's, you know, I don't want that to happen or I don't want to go there, you know? And so, uh, you know, so we've really embraced that idea that, that your, their story is not my story. And we're going to see what God does for us and take us to, you know, whatever path he has for us. That makes sense. Is there a, um, so as you guys start talking about narratives and different things amongst yourselves, how did, I mean, did you guys find yourselves having a hard time with the negative stories or did you guys even catch very many positive stories in that whole thing? Yeah, it's day to day, to be honest with you. Some days you got good days. I mean, and we tried to have fun in it. I mean, um, here, one of the things that happened is during chemo, um, she would get um, she would get backed up because she had to have a G tube because she couldn't eat. So chemo kills off your fast growing cells. So you can't it kills off the esophagus and this. And so it makes it very hard to eat and drink. So they put a, a G tube in. And so then through G tube, they're given her formula and um, it would cause constipation. And then they would clear it out with Senecott. And we would go through days of explosive diarrhea and we would just, we got pictures of family just, 
you know, with big old bags of diarrhea <laughs> stuff, man. And, um, and just, we, we have names for it. Poopapalooza and Poopmageddon. That's and, great. You know, <laughs> and you just, you, know, you just find ways to, to enjoy, you know, enjoy and have fun. Um, even though it's, you know, it's not easy. And, um, and so you got to keep your mindset positive, but there, there are good days or bad days. You know, there's, there's days that you get frustrated. And, um, you know, one of the things that Barb believes in completely is community because we couldn't have done this without community. Yeah. That's one thing that I wanted to share is that, you know, number one, uh, special needs parents, you know, we have a lot of challenges. Uh, we tend to be more isolated because we're focusing on raising our children and, you know, the special needs, um, it takes time. It takes, you know, therapy appointments and everything that we're doing to make sure that she's healthy. And, you know, in turn, we don't have a lot of time to visit with other people to fellowship. And so we find ourselves really lonely, especially as pastors, you know, we're, we're already, you know, uh, a select few. And so, you know, um, healthy boundaries and all that. So it's, it can be really difficult to, um, keep that community, but we couldn't have done it without, you know, our friends and family to get us to this point. And, you know, uh, the, the other side of that is, is, um, people don't know how to take special needs families. You know, yeah. they, um, when we saw you guys this summer at general council, um, Emily was having some, she has, um, anxiety issues when you go into a new, a new place, especially when we're meeting people that she doesn't know. Well, we know you, but she didn't. And so we stood, would we stand away from the table five minutes trying to convince her to come sit down? Yeah. And she had a couple of meltdowns there, but you know, who it didn't bother was Margaret. She <laughs> talked to her. She was, you know, and, and I know Margaret's trained with, you know, with all that. Um, but you know, some people don't know how to take that. It didn't phase you guys. And, um, and that's huge for a family like us because we've had people in our lives that whatever Emily's going through at the moment or however she acts differently, or she doesn't have as great of verbal communication skills. There's people that have been partner, been and our friends and it's just, they don't care. Just Emily's Emily's Emily and we love her. And, you know, and that's, you know, it's, it's huge to have people in your life. The, they, they come alongside you yeah. and <clears throat> they've come alongside us. They've prayed with us. You know, they've, um, you know, financially they've helped us when there was a need. I mean, we, we couldn't have done it without their love and support. Definitely. You ever think about like, what is it like to go through something like that and not have like a church family even, or have like friends, you know, where you're sitting there and you don't have a, have a base of people around you. I can't even fathom what that would look, look like in my life and different times I've had problems, not being able to be, have friends that, you know, or even to have a church family to be, I could reach out to in those moments. There, there were days that um, in the hospital, um, we need help coverage with Emily because we always had to have somebody with her. And we had friends drive three hours just to sit with her friends and family. That's awesome. And so that we both could go to work and I, I can't imagine. And those were church friends, you know? Yeah. Um, so um, we, we couldn't imagine life without them. Yeah. Is there, um, what is it like having a, having like a kid that doesn't have special needs? How do y'all keep her in, involved and how do you keep her, um, where she's helping and understanding? What is that like? Well, Allison is 18 and Emily is 12. So there's a six year gap between them and, you know, 
God knew what he was doing. Uh, Allison is such a great big sister and, you know, she, she cares for Emily. You know, we take turns. Uh, one time Emily will cooperate with me or with Troy, if he asks her to do something, sometimes she won't listen to anybody but Allison. Mm. And so that, you know, we just kind of take turns as far as, you know, who Emily is going to respond to today. Yeah, but let's, you know, when you talk about Allison, Allison is, it's her sister. She's all in, you know, yeah. and she loves Emily. And uh, matter of fact, she's the one who took care of Emily's, we went through a, almost all of last school year, virtual education. And Allison's one that took care of that. She, um, because she would, Allison had the, not a, just availability, but she also had the in, the influence in Emily's life to be able for, to help Emily and to, to help educate her through virtual learning. So Allison's in on it. You know, she's, she's awesome when it comes to that. Um, here's the other side though. Um, we do our best to make sure, and this is important for special needs parents that have typically developing children as well. We do our best to make sure Allison's life isn't impacted by it the best as we can. Yes. So um, Allison can go live her life. She has her car. She can go to work. She does what she, you know, she wants to go to the movies with her friends. She does it. And we make sure that there's not a burden there. But at the same time, and she's older now, and if Barbara and I want to go out for a date night, then she's got her. And that's that's a blessing in itself. Oh, yeah, um, I bet. But we, you know, it has impacted Allison's life for the for the positive, um, you know, because no, not very many people have our story. But at the same time, um, we try to make sure that Allison has had had as normal of life as she, you know, as Barbara and I did growing up. So, like, for example, when Emily had to be in the hospital for six months, uh, Troy had to be with Allison and take care of her. She was still going to school and, you know, he he had to be there to meet her needs while I was in the hospital taking care of Emily. So we, we kind of had to do this, you know, um, trade-off where, you know, making sure that Emily and Allison were both taken care of, but, you know, that we tried to keep it as normal as possible. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, it does. I mean, and I have a, my, I have a niece who she has, she had an OMS. Opsoclonus myoclonus syndrome. And, the, but her, it was the same kind of a situation though. My other niece and nephew, my sister's other two kids were much older at the time. So it was, she was going through her, all of her chemo and different things like that. It was a blessing just because they were older and they were able to understand and be able to go through that with her too. And so it was, it, so I get that completely. That's a, but you know what, it's such a, it's such a blessing to see, Y'all do that. And it was funny, guys, reading just a few weeks ago about the decline in Down syndrome numbers because they're, they're because of abortion and different things yeah. like that. And it's super sad to me um, just because those kids are so they are so unique in, you know, specifically in that particular that case. And I'm special uh, to God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, like, just because you have a disability doesn't lessen your uniqueness or lessen your worth you know i i had a few, i had a conversation a few years ago with a with a mom um and she was wondering and this is totally we're gonna go pastor in on this one um what and she was totally worried about her child's ability to understand god's word and who what salvation was yeah. and what jesus did for her. how do y'all combat that side of things and have those conversations with her 
Well, Emily prays and she sings songs and she goes to worship service with us and she knows who Jesus is. And, um, you know, she, every morning she wakes up and she says, church, church, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. we're going to learn about Jesus. And, you know, I have to tell her school, <laughs> you know, not yeah. every day is church day, but you know, she, she really is just, uh, just per- pursuing God in her own way. And yeah. And I think God honors that. Cause I mean, we have to be, you have to be really careful to create black and whites in this type of stuff, Daryl. Um, because while she can't understand abstract things, you know, she, she doesn't quite get the idea of what a city and a state is. That's abstract. Um, she also doesn't quite understand what salvation is, but she understands who Jesus and God are. Yeah, exactly. So, so at the end of the day, if the Lord will return today, I believe wholeheartedly she would be with us in heaven because, because of the way the Lord looks at her um, and the way she looks at the Lord. She already has, even though she doesn't understand salvation and she hasn't prayed, she is not cognitively able to say a sinner's prayer. I do believe she loves the Lord and, and she shows that she loves the Lord. And so um, you, you have to, you know, you have to, some things you just got to let it to God. You know, yeah. and I, that's what I explained to that mom. And it was funny because, and I'm and really almost verbatim what you just said at the time. And I think back and we were sitting at a kid's camp actually, and she was just like, I might, she's never going to get it. But then it was crazy. It was just probably two or three years later. And just one day she walked in and she said, mom, dad, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things that they never thought that she would even have any kind of understanding of that. But it was just one day it clicked with her. And it was just the wording and the, it was the thing that sh- they, they needed. Um, and during that season, it was great to be able to minister to them as a, their kids pastor, but it was also, it's a cool, it's a cool story for me to be, as a, to be able to think back and say, Hey, yes, these kids, they're going to end up in heaven. They, God has going to, they, they have got that. God's got them in their his hands just as well as anybody else. They are, they are the definition of least of these. Yeah. Absolutely. Very much so. And, uh, you know, it's cool, though, because, uh, you know, you share that story because I believe there's a day that Emily will be there. She we have seen her progress leaps and bounds this school year and um, her speech is finally starting to come in. And she's you know, she's starting to understand she's more independent. Um, we're, we're really seeing God work in her because these are a lot of issues that we've prayed over for the last 12 years to, to God to push her to the next level. And so we're starting to see that. So I believe there's a day that she will say the exact same thing. And, you know, she'll come in, mom and dad, I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And I, I believe that day will be there. It's just going to be in our own time because everything yeah. is on a different schedule. Yeah. And parents got to be careful, too, with the um, it's easy to lose hope when you have your own timetable. You have to let the child develop their own timetable. I'd like to share something. Yeah, go ahead. So <clears throat> when we were living in Cumberland, Emily was able to participate in a birth to three-year-old program. And at that point they said she can go to school when she's three years oh, yeah. old. Yeah. Now as a mom, that was really hard thing for me to wrap my head around. I'm going to send my three-year-old child to elementary school, but they had, a special, they had a special program and they said, but she has to walk. She has to walk on her own. They didn't care. She's potty trained. They didn't care. She's potty trained. We can handle that, but she has to walk. Well, Emily scooted everywhere, everywhere. And the closer her birthday came, 
we were just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's going to get it. And <laughs> two weeks before her birthday, she started walking. And so on her birthday, we got to send her to school and, you know, she did great, but it was in her t- time. And so developmentally, um, I'll be honest with you, I would take her to the pediatrician's office, you know, for the well checks and they pull out, this is what your child should be doing right now. And, you know, this list of things, you know, she should be, this should be her weight. This should be her height. This should be her development. And you're yeah, like, every, yeah, you everything from weight to height to, you know, developmental stages when it comes to, you know, manipulatives or how many eating. words she has. And right. She should have this list of words in her vocabulary. And I would get so um, frustrated, um, just anxious. I mean, you started carrying your own charts with you. So basically I stopped, you know, I just threw them away when they gave them to me. And you carry your own charts too. But the birth charts, there's actually a special chart for height and weight for children with Down syndrome. So I would ask, okay, well, how does she compare to this chart? And, you know, um, she was within the, the normal average range. Parents need to realize when you have a special needs kid that you're their number one advocate and you have, you have to advocate to everybody, whether it's the doctor or whether it's the school system, that is your job. You know, we brought Emily into the world. So our life will be spent advocating for Emily and taking care of her. We owe Emily everything because we brought her into the world. And so we will advocate for her every step of the way. And I'll tell you what, there's been no better advocate than Barbara. She can, she can be tough. And, um, and because sometimes you got to be tough because they, depending on the they, whether it's the hospital or the school system, um, they don't want to deal with kids with special needs because it messes up their, their thing, you know, whether it's their grading curve, their gradings their or test scores yes. or, and we've had, yeah. we've had some educators pull some stuff on us. And I'll say, Hey, I talked to somebody about this today. I talked to the assistant principal today and Barbara's like, you did what? You know, and I've gotten myself in trouble because I didn't know any better. And she's like, I'll deal with it, you know, because you have to be their advocate. So just stay out of it, Troy. You know what I mean? Mess with <laughs> it. <laughs> Don't talk to anybody. You call uh, me anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sending Margaret. She, you guys yeah. move back. Y'all, y'all, if y'all ever decide to move back to Texas, that's what y'all just can call Margaret. And she'll give you all the download on every, on every one of the rules. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was such a blessing to see you guys this summer. I mean, Margaret was just like, man, she, it, it, she, she just has this, well, I mean, you're, you do it every day in your life, you know, but I know. you were just amazing with Emily and nobody, <laughs> very few people have that kind of skill that we have in our own personal lives. And, um, you had no problems. You understood her. You know how many people don't understand her? You know, it's um, like she gets paid to do that. It's like it's my yeah. job. You think, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like I test kids like that every day. Yeah. Okay. So here, let's take a quick break. What is Margaret? Margaret, this is one of our new fun segments that we've kind of started here lately. I'm excited uh, about this. This is the hot topics. Um, our last guest, he didn't hear it well. And um, yeah, we're going to, um, but hopefully, hopefully we're not going to go down that road. Yes, hopefully but not. Margaret, but said, does, Margaret said she has a good one. It does kind of tie into what John was talking about. So all of these new moms who want to save everything. I mean, I remember when my mom would keep the lock of hair or you would keep the first tooth or something like that. There are now kits that you can buy on Etsy to preserve your breast milk 
To make jewelry. To make you're you're making that up. No, <laughs> I've heard of it. I am not making so, that up. Okay, what kind of jewelry are we talking about? You can about? make a ring, a necklace pendant. They, they, mix, they mix it into clay and then they create these this jewelry and you can wear it. Yes. Me. I'm not kidding. Dear no. Lord. It's what a does serious go, I mean, does it not get I mean they, they send you this powder and you like mix the powder in with the breast milk and then you pour it into a mold to make like a stone for your jewelry. All right. So here's my thing. Since we've started the segment, now we have three episodes where we've talked about breast milk. So, <laughs> hey, part of parenting. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm tapping out of this question. You answer how you want. <laughs> so, if I respond to that. I'm going to get myself. So, is it a do it or don't do it? I would say I, that it's not something that I would like to keep. I mean, I know it's liquid gold. I understand. I've spilt a bag and it's frustrating, <laughs> but I'm not going to use it to make jewelry. Be like, oh, this is my breast milk. Look, isn't it beautiful? Like, what is that? It's weird. <laughs> I agree with you, Margaret. I would not do that. I would not do it. I'm not judging other people. No, what they it's do is up to them, but um, that's not something that, that I would want to wear on my ring finger. <laughs> right? I mean, what? Or a gift so, to somebody. Hey, you know what? I made this for you. I wonder if you can make it. I wonder hey, if you can. Girl, I made you this necklace. I mean, if, if you, if you made me the breast milk necklace, I would wear it just for a, the conversation piece. Hey, check this <laughs> out. Margaret made me a breast milk necklace. This is my breast milk necklace. Well, you know what? Years ago, I mean, this probably been 20 years ago that I first heard that they would take your, um, your dead family members ashes and they can hyper compress them into, you know, semi-precious. Stones. Yeah. into stones. Yes. Yes, um, they I thought that be. was weird, but this tops that. Well, because well in the it's funny that you bring up the ashes thing because we always joke with the kids that we're going to be cremated but we want them to do weird things with our ashes so like get a necklace with a vial and put our ashes in it so that we always have to care you have to carry they have to carry us around with them <laughs> or there's also you can get a 3d printed head urn <laughs> so you could have like your head 3d printed and then keep your ashes inside and so you can always be up in the mantle but I've always told my kids, though, that I want to be cremated and then spread out as far as possible. And so that way, when the rapture happens, which is like, whoosh, everybody just fly back together. That's the whole idea. So just see how see how quickly that happens. Wow. Well, <laughs> think of an eye. <laughs> but anyways, that's the that's it. But no, that's I would say those are. Um, that's a yeah <laughs> you wanted a hot topic <laughs> i don't know if that was that hot of a topic as much as it is a, a yeah interesting topic well you know <laughs> it's weird it is weird it fits in the weird strange and weird things in parenting that's what it fits into um yeah so anyways <laughs> breast milk jewelry yep. all right so i need to put that in the pr promo <laughs> we're talking about breast milk jewelry tonight um <laughs> no. so so here so here so what are would so give me your three top things that parents you would say to special needs parents kind of get back on topic for a second what would you say those top three things are um first off is is their story is not my story okay yeah and then the second is the importance of self-care um we haven't really touched on that yet but it is so important that um, especially as parents take care of themselves. Well, any, any parent, you know, uh, 
couple um, never, those that don't make time for themselves, their relationship suffers. Yeah. And so individually and as a couple. Yeah, individually yeah. and as a couple. So it's important that uh, they're taking care of themselves. Um, and couple care, you know, not just self care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For date nights and, you know, just taking care of self. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid. I would say a third one would be, don't be afraid of community. Um, try to find a community and it doesn't have to be special needs all the time either. You know, yeah. there's great, you know, we have a um, Chesapeake down syndrome community, which is a great place around here. Um, but it doesn't mean that every, all of my communities be through there. Cause honestly, our community is really through church. Um, you know, I, I, there, I've had several dads invite me, Hey, Hey, why don't you come out? There was a bunch, it's a big group of guys that have children with down syndrome. Why don't you come out and hang out and we're going to go get beers. Well, that's not my thing. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just not the way I roll. Um, you know, I appreciate the offer, but I'm not hanging out in the bar with you tonight. And that's just my personal choice because I'm generally with church people. So whatever your community is, you got to find your community, but it needs to be an uplifting, supportive community. Sure. Um, you can't sit around and bemoan your life away. You got to, you got to find people that are encouraging you and you're encouraging yourself and, you know, it's tough enough as it is. Um, find some joy in this. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, thanks y'all for coming on with us. It's a blast. It's always great to hang out with y'all. I look forward to the next time we're able to, you guys, next time you are in Texas, you have to at least give me some heads up so we can hang out and have dinner again. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Anytime, anytime we can share our story, we're in for it. We, God has given us a massive God story and anytime we can share it, we take, I'll be on the street with complete stranger and something will come up and I'll share it. And, um, cause God has just done some wonderful, amazing things through Emily Hope. And we are thankful for the blessing that she is. Um, and we're thankful for the life we have, you know, very cool. Very cool. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on and spending some time with us tonight. All we appreciate the, the wisdom that you guys bring. And, um, you know, just, just FYI, we'll be, we'll Margaret and I, we're going to be doing, we'll have our regular church services at Mercy Gate coming up and, um, it's the end of the year. I actually get to preach in big church, Troy. Can you believe that? Awesome, man. <laughs> December 26th. So it should be good. We're going to, um, I think God's going to do some really cool things that day. Um, so if you're, if you're in the Mont Bellevue Baytown area, make sure you come on. Don't forget Anahuac or Winnie. Well, yeah, those areas too. So, but it's, it's, it's great. You know, look, we'll be, I don't even know if we're going to be on the next couple of weeks. We'll see. We're going to have, this may be our last episode for the year. We'll, I don't know though. We'll, who knows? Figure it out. Unless you're listening to them out of order and who knows? Yeah, no telling. So anyways, you guys, uh, thanks again for being on. We'll, we'll see y'all soon. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.